If the Earth is hollow, does that mean the Moon is hollow too? If aliens are so advanced, why do they keep crashing their spaceships? All these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Live! Hello everyone and welcome back to This Paranormal Life. The comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new story, tale, case, claim, beast, creature, and come to a conclusion within the hour as to whether or not it is truly paranormal. My name is Rory Powers, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Kit Greer. Konbanwa. How are you doing, Kit? Doing fantastic. Very fired up about this week's investigation. I don't even know what it is yet. I'm fired up. I'm so fired up, partially because I just finished investigating it two minutes ago. Right, I can see the papers in hand. The pot of coffee over there. I got a lit cigarette in both hands. I'm working my way through both Couple of them. Couple in your ears, Couple in like. the ears, too. Because it was a big case. It was a beautiful case. And I, I just can't wait to rip into it with my hands. Don't look at me like that. You're looking at me like I'm weird. Well, I can see you're Is it the cigarettes? I can put them out if you want. I mean, I just never known you to smoke until now. All right, I'll put... There. Um, That one's out, and that one's out. And you've got kind of like a little whiskey tumbler, but it looks like it's milk inside it, so I don't really know what that's about. That was to chill things out, because things were actually getting pretty f***ing spooky. Oh. So without any further ado, let's begin the story. This was a suggestion by a listener by the name of Josh Lynch, who said he's been listening for two years and he wanted us to investigate the case of the Bell Witch. Our story today takes us back to the early 1800s to a man named John Bell, who lived in Tennessee in the United States. Now, John Bell was an honest, hard-working, God-fearing, field-plowing, cow-milking man with a beautiful wife and three lovely children. He owned a small patch of land, and through hard work and God's grace, he was able to buy even more land over the next few years. What did you say his name was? John Bell. No more interruptions, please. (laughs) I feel like you're John. You described his wife as beautiful. I don't understand what you don't understand about no more interruptions, please, sure. Until he had over... Sorry. I, I just I thought you were gonna anything, I thought you were gonna John, interrupt me. John, sir. You had a look in your eyes and it really is start is starting to well, piss me off. Jesus. So just mind your let me tell the story now. Eventually he had over three hundred acres. Things were looking good. Wow. That was. Until one day in eighteen seventeen, everything in his perfect little life was about to change. <laughs> I'm sorry. You What's still so John? funny? I'm going to be weaving in and out of the accent as we go along. Okay, because so it's kind of distracting because I was waiting for Rory's voice to kick back in just now. But it comes in a little bit out. We seem to still be in Tennessee, but that's fine. I'm going to tread the line, okay? So you've got to be quick. And there's no time to slow down. We're already... Me explaining this is putting us behind. Okay, So sorry. I'm actually going to have to skip a couple paragraphs here. Well, don't, it's, it's probably, probably the crucial. The demon showed up no! at midnight. Oh, sorry. You're right. You need some context for that. John Bell was out walking in the fields, making sure everything was up to scratch, when he heard a rustling sound in the cornfield. Probably a rabbit or a fox, the farmer's mortal enemy. Grabbed his gun instantly. He did. He grabbed his rifle and approached the field. And that's when he saw it. Between two corn rows was a small, weird-looking animal. It looked a bit like a dog, but it had a head like a rabbit. Whatever it is, it's trespassing. 
And John Bell doesn't take kindly to trespassers. He doesn't take kindly to podcast interrupters. He drew his rifle and fired several times at the beast. Get the f*** away from my oh, corn, wow. you dirty little rabbit-headed bastard. There's so much corn, you can spare a few ears of corn. That's how, that's how good farmers go down. You can't spare any of your harvest. When the dust settled, the creature was gone. On the downside, this meant no mutant dog-rabbit stew for dinner. Which was John's favorite. But on the plus side, it was gone. The harvest was safe. John had dinner with his family that night, tucked the kids into bed, said his prayers, and hit the hay. Until later that night. John! John, do you hear that? I don't I want the clown shoes. I, I, want the, I want the peanut butter. John! Huh? <clears throat> what? What is it? John, I think there's something outside. Jesus, darling, it's 3 a.m. It's probably the wind or something. What if, what if it's a murderer? Well, then it's our time to go. It's God's will. What if it's a corn thief? Oh, f***. Toss me my gun. Quick, you're, you're not getting an ear of my corn, you dirty rat scavengers. John Bell ran outside, gun drawn into the darkness, probably firing shots into the sky as he does so. He said he had 300 acres of corn. Why is he so protective? He's hoping it's going to hit something, but there was no one there. Over the following days, the banging was getting worse and worse, louder and more aggressive every night, and every night the family would run outside and find nothing. But soon, the bells would wish for a night where knocking was all they had to worry about, because things were about to go buck wild. In the following weeks, John's children would wake up in the middle of the night saying that they'd seen rats crawling all over their beds and eventually that their blankets and pillows were being pulled away from them by what seemed like an invisible figure. Uh-oh. That's not good, is That's it? That's not good. But look, this is an old-ass wooden farmhouse. You know, knocking noises happen out in Tennessee in, in the windy nights. Sheds are banging about, fireplaces are making creepy noises... It's true. Listen, that farmhouse might be 100 years old, but let's face it, it was thrown together by a few <laughs> yokels yeah. uh, in an afternoon's work. And sure, there's a couple rats. There's going to be... There's going to be more than some, a couple rats. On a farm? You know, if, you, if you're if you living in, an, in London yeah. and you leave bits of food on your floor, yeah. you could get rats that come along. This is a farm. They grow food from the floor. There's going to be rat. It's like a, a free-for-all out there. It's a rat kingdom. It absolutely is. <laughs> it is. So yeah, there's going to be a couple rats. Nothing paranormal about that. So John said, look, we don't want the locals to think that we're crazy, do we? That accent's not doing him any favors in this situation. Imagine a single <laughs> candlelight lighting his face as he says this. As he's flicking a butterfly knife. <laughs> the kids are scared. Let's just keep these little spooky stories to ourselves, all right, kids? But the following events would take this case from creaky old rat-infested farmhouse to the paranormal. The bells began to hear a distant, whispering voice that they described as sounding like, quote, an old woman singing church songs. It's gotta be, it's gotta be his old lady. They'd hear it at night, in the day, from the walls, from the shadows. Things were getting weird, especially when John's youngest daughter, Betsy, started getting slapped in her sleep 
What? That's so extreme. We've, we've jumped from a couple of rat. These rats are slapping daughters. At this point, they believe it might be something to do with this entity that's grabbing pillows, pulling blankets. Okay, so you're saying it's not the rats that are... Because in London, like I say, plenty of rats. But I've seen oh, yeah. them. They're small. I've been mugged on the way home by a bunch of them. They formed up together and made a human in a trench coat. What did they want? Cheese, mostly. Which you didn't have, presumably. I got No stabbed. human has cheese. I got stabbed pretty fast. Really? <laughs> With a giant rat's tooth. She would get hit, have her hair pulled, and on many occasions would have bruises on her body the next day. Jesus, that's extreme. Things got so bad that John changed his mind and decided the family needed to tell other people what was going on. So he decided to tell his neighbor, James Johnson. Well, if you live in the middle of nowhere, your neighbor's a good place to start. And you know, he's probably, you, you, you run a farm, he probably runs a farm. He's like a strong, weathered farmhand. He doesn't believe in the paranormal. Yeah. He's a man of, of, of logic and vegetables. <laughs> Jack Johnson said, well now looky here, I don't believe in any of this spiritual hoo-ha. So I'll tell you what, me and the wife will spend the night in your house and we'll see if we can see this little spooky ghost you're talking about. That night, Johnson was slapped so hard <laughs> no. that, that he jumped out of bed <laughs> screaming, In the name of the Lord, who are you and what do you want? <laughs> what a thing to be the first thing you say when you wake up in the middle of the night. That's a slap and a half right there. <laughs> go straight to that. You slap. To go to non-believer to a man crying into the demon realm. He slapped James back to church. <laughs> in the name of the Lord! But there was no response. For the rest of the night, the spirit didn't disturb them. Things progressed to the point where the spirit's voice became completely comprehensible. This creepy old lady voice was singing hymns, quoting passages of scripture. And at one point, even allegedly, she quoted two sermons that had been preached on the same day, 13 miles apart. So this voice, this disembodied entity, was able to relay speeches that had been made that same day? Yeah. But two, simultaneously? Simultaneously. It happened on one Sunday in two different places. Wow. 13 miles apart. It's like an omnipotent evil witch. Jeez. So it's got some kind of telepathic ability. And it's getting stronger. It can talk now. It can form sentences. <laughs> the slaps are getting dangerously powerful. There was no keeping this a secret anymore. At the start, sure, maybe you could have hit it from the town, like if they came over and heard some whispering, you could be like, oh, don't worry about it. That's, uh, that's my, that, my, 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 my mother up there. She's in the church choir. She's practicing her hymns. You know, shut up, you old bag. Yeah, I'm sorry about her. I love Satan. <laughs> Satan loves me. <laughs> Is that a church hymn? Yeah, yeah, it's one of the new ones. It's kind of a new one. It's a bit like a modern rap track. The verse is by the devil, but don't worry. The course is by our Lord and Savior. <laughs> but if they're in the living room getting slapped in the face while this voice is, is screaming out Bible passages, that's a little harder to, to cover up. That is, yeah. This is kind of all-consuming. There's no way you're ignoring this. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't hear it. Let the fires of hell rain down on... Do you want a cup of tea or coffee? 
Is that a fire? A fire in the corner of the room? Oh, don't worry. I started that fire. Weird place to start a fire, granted, but... uh, I'm going to turn up the radio. Those haven't been invented yet. Oh, shit. I love this hymn. (laughs) But the spirit of the witch wasn't just singing and screaming. As we said, it could also hold conversations and would often refer to John Bell as Old Jack. At one point, the Bells asked, Who are you and what do you want? The voice replied, I am a spirit. I was once very happy, but I have been disturbed. The spirit offered a number of explanations as to why it had appeared, mainly stating that it was here due to the disturbance of a Native American burial mound located on the property. Oh, so that was Mm -hmm. quite straightforward. They just had to ask and it pretty much gave up all information. Yeah. Granted, a lot of the other sentences that it goes on to say are a little more cryptic, where okay. they're saying, you know, what are you, and it, or where are you from? Uh, and the voice replied something like, I am heaven, I am hell, I'm everything in between, I am a million years. Okay. It's like, all right. so Spirit then, fine. <laughs> I think it's like one, one cryptic answer, one normal answer. So how old are you? 21. Sure. What's your hair color? The fires of hell, reddish glow down on thine beast neck. Are I'm like, going to put down red. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> At one point, the witch even sent them on a very unproductive treasure hunt. What? <laughs> Was the witch just like, want to make a few extra bucks? <laughs> what? You heard me. I, there wasn't much more included in that. I just assume they never found anything. But she told them that there was treasure, I guess, buried somewhere on the farm. That's a pretty good little devilish move. It is. Not only slap them, you know, f*** with them, make fun of them, but waste their time. The witch would also gossip about what was going on in other households. Okay. (laughs) And would sometimes appear to leave briefly to go visit other homes and spy on them. (laughs) So so telepathic... (laughs) Can memorize uh, sermons 13 miles apart. Yeah. But if, if it wants to see what's going on in another family's house, it has to go to the house. Sometimes I think that the witch kind of showed up and had an agenda, but has forgotten what it is. And now is a little bored. Kind of like Corny the Irish Ghost and Jeff the Mongoose. After a while, it just wants to kind of talk and it gets gossip. lonely almost. It gets lonely, yeah. And it's it's not so much about vengeance or wrath anymore. And it's more about, did you hear that uh, Mrs. Dotley next door makes terrible apple pie? You know, town gossip. Yeah. It's now making peace with John and his family after antagonizing them for God knows how long. Well, definitely not making peace with old Jack. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes... The witch was actually pretty nice, uh, especially towards John's wife. Huh. The witch would occasionally give her fresh fruit and sing hymns to her. Interesting. But while also insulting old Jack and threatening to kill him almost every day. Every day? I mean, at that point, it's an empty threat. You either follow through with the threat or it's just nonsense. It's very strange as well because the witch is basically saying how much he wants jack dead yeah. how much she wants to kill jack uh torture him murder <laughs> okay. him while also giving his wife flowers and singing hymns to her yeah <laughs> saying how, how much better she could do than old jack 
Hi, she actually looks really good for her age. Would she ever consider dating a witch? <laughs> Little things like this. Word spread all across the farms, the town, and eventually to the ears of one Major General Andrew Jackson. The very same Everyone's Andrew Jackson. Jack this time. We got John Jackson, James Jackson, General Jackson. Will you watch your goddamn tongue because this is Andrew Jackson, the very same Andrew Jackson who would go on to become President of the United oh, States. Oh, sir. President, sir, I'm so sorry. Kneel before him. I didn't mean to offend thee. I will say that this part of the story is heavily disputed by historians. <laughs> While a lot of people claim that he visited around this time, it's obviously hard to prove that uh, without any written documentation. Andrew Jackson himself decided to visit the Bell's farm and find out just what was going on. So he showed up with his horse, wagon, and several men ready to hunt, investigate, and possibly banish whatever ungodly creature had taken up residence in the house. But just as his horses were trotting up the path to the cabin, they stopped in their tracks. It was like the wagon was stuck. The horses couldn't pull it. Come on, you big bastards, he cried out. But nothing, the horses wouldn't move. Jackson proclaimed, By the eternal boys, it must be the Bell Witch. Then a booming, eerie voice was heard. All right, General, let the wagon move on. I will see you again tonight. You're turning that wagon around at that point, aren't you? Not. Andrew Jackson didn't become president by turning wagons around, all right? He became president by charging headfirst into the enemy's front lines. He made the goddamn British turn around. <laughs> exactly. How about that? Well, that might have happened, actually. Do you know what? A long time. He might prior. have actually... He told the world to go f*** itself, <laughs> including the Bell Witch. When they arrived at the house, they met the Bells, had dinner, talked about politics, spirituality, and of course, the witch in the walls. Later in the night, allegedly one of Jackson's entourage, who was a self-proclaimed witch tamer, <laughs> pulled out a pistol and cried out that it was loaded with a silver bullet that could kill any evil spirit. He bragged that he was the reason why the witch hadn't made herself known. But when the spirit began to talk, his gun wouldn't fire. <laughs> At which point he immediately began screaming and complaining that it felt like he was being stabbed with pins and slapped about. Oh my god, he should have kept his mouth shut. Jackson reportedly stayed the night, but what happened that night was never made clear. He was spotted the next day leaving town in a somewhat hurry. I'm gonna go ahead and assume things didn't work out. I'm gonna assume the gun didn't fire, that the witch tormented them all night. Now, as I said, when it comes to this part of the story, it's very hard uh, whether or not to prove that this actually happened. According to paranormal investigator Brian Dunning, the 1824 presidential election was notoriously malicious, and it seems hard to believe that his, Andrew Jackson's, opponent would have overlooked the opportunity to drag him through the mud for having lost a fight to a witch. Uh, that's one way of looking at it. It's a good argument. I, I mean, mean, if this had actually happened during the presidential race, it would have come up a bit more. Yeah, well, I mean, you say that it's hard to prove whether or not this happened, but I mean, normally we just need any amount of evidence to prove that something happened. Just even one written account, but if we don't have that... 
<laughs> it, it makes it a little difficult. It's a little harder. I do really love the idea of the... Uh, the 1824 presidential campaign where Andrew Jackson is uh, up at the podium giving his speech to the people. He's like, not only will I lower taxes, increase community commitment in all states, but I will personally see to it that the future of America is the most profitable future we will ever foresee. <laughs> you know, applauding. And then his opponent is like, a uh, big talk for the guy who couldn't fight a f witch. Witch? What? I heard he went to a cabin and he got slapped about by a ghost. Well, now I'd like to keep the conversation Hang focused. Him. Oh, whoa, <laughs> there! It, 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 it was late. I was tired from a long day of of of, of campaigning for America's future. You're a pussy. Good off stage. <laughs> hard cut to the local media and they're like well you see jackson is popular with local republicans here in tennessee but the witch community will not back him in any kind of race in an absolute landslide andrew jackson has been defeated in the presidential campaign the people have elected richie mccorruption <laughs> to, to lead for the next 12 years Unconventional. A president is not supposed to lead for that long. But the people have spoken, and they want a man who could fight a witch. <laughs> I do like the idea, though, of today. I mean, not a lot has changed, to be fair, in terms of presidential campaigns. <laughs> I do like the idea of, in the run-up now to November 2020, Bernie just taking a couple days out in Tennessee <laughs> to, to take on a silver pistol and try and take down a couple witches. You know Bernie's got a silver pistol somewhere. I mean, he... He took the time out to do the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. He can definitely take the time to banish a few paranormal demons. Of course. Well, as the years went by, the Bells continued living alongside the witch. She'd become almost a part of everyday life. In the fall of 1820, John Bell was getting older, and his health began to worsen, to the point where he couldn't leave the house. Despite this, the witch would still steal his shoes and slap him around insanely rude <laughs> and would every day threaten to kill old jack bell i mean god he's on death's door just do it this witch is all talk until december 20th 1820 when john didn't wake up in the morning when his son john bell jr went to grab his medicine from the cupboard all they found was a small vial of a strange dark liquid John Bell Jr. gave some of it to the cat, and it died almost immediately. What? Then the voice proclaimed, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night. <laughs> John Jr. screamed, No! And threw the vial into the fireplace, where it burst into a blue flame. I mean, pretty weird that a witch, if it's a paranormal entity that kind of exists everywhere and nowhere, that it had to use poison human poison to kill him just summon a bolt of lightning yeah to zap him that might though like jolt him back to his prime well <laughs> you don't want to actually accidentally resuscitate I don't know him if that's how electricity works it but... absolutely is the defibrillator right sure. it doesn't make you stronger i think it barely depends how much you have though barely gets another beat out of your heart to keep you going days later the family held the funeral for john bell reportedly one of the largest ever held in Robertson County, Tennessee. And as family and friends finished mourning, 
the witch began cackling loudly and started singing a drinking song <laughs> called okay. Row Me Up Some Brandy-O. Okay, 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 okay. Incredibly insensitive. Unbelievably insensitive. Also problematic because I thought this witch was like some distant... They said it was a spirit. But here, it's placing poison in a medicine cabinet, then is apparently drunk off its ass at a funeral, which isn't in the house, by the way. Nowhere near the house, no. might I add. It's just following Jack. Right. And even when it kills him, shows no signs of remorse. No. If, it, if there was ever a chance for redemption to maybe go up to heaven, I don't know how that shit works. You're missing the point. Yeah. She allegedly didn't stop singing until the last person had left the graveyard. That's nuts that they could all hear it as well. Insane. I mean, and there's uh, testimonies from multiple people at the funeral who were like, yeah, I mean, we all knew about the witch. We all heard her singing. It was, it was a pain in the ass. I was trying to mourn my dad and this thing's singing, we like to drink with John Bell. <laughs> I really, I really like the idea of, um... Them all morning at the funeral, you know, and the, the bagpipes were playing as uh, the caskets getting lowered down uh, into the grave. And then they just hear like, where is that coming from? Oh, my God. I think it's the witch. Oh, no. I just I want drinking tonight. Oh, no. But you know what? Fuck it. I think I'm going to get so fucked up. I might goddamn black out. Ah, Christ. Lower the confidence faster. Just go. Can we wrap up the ceremony, please? Put, everyone just put... Take, take some dirt and just push it in the hole. Let's get, get the f*** out of here. <laughs> Where's the smell of booze coming from? The witch didn't even leave after that. But things definitely calmed down. She returned seven years later in 1828 to John's widow. But she mostly just came back to chat and talk to John Bell Jr. Right, because she, she liked the other members. She, she actually didn't even hate John Bell Jr., they used to chat apparently all the time about life and religion and okay, spirituality. That's pretty f***ed up though because the, the the witch absolutely killed their dad. A thousand percent assassinated It, it admitted her. to killing their dad. It laughed about it. And, and then, then it gate crashed the funeral. And boozed. <laughs> boozed. It crashed your dad's funeral playing Blackout by the Americanos. <laughs> and then comes back seven years later uninvited and wants to chat to you about life. Wants to shoot the shit. Hey, it's... Hey, how's life? Well, pretty terrible, actually. Not ever since dad's been gone. He it's actually just, knew how to do a lot of the farm shit. Yeah. All the corn's dead. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, we're broke off our asses. Mom's depressed. You just keep giving her fruit. <laughs> She's too sad to eat. If you, if you can bring her anything, bring her back her husband that she loved. She doesn't actually <laughs> like pears that much. Old Jack... <laughs> Over my dead body. Uh, eventually, I guess she got bored. And after three weeks said she'd be back in 107 years. Okay, well, that doesn't work because they're all going to be dead. They were dead. But she did come back to the Bell's living closest relative at the time. Who eventually went on to actually write a full book about the Bell Witch. As the closest living relatives... On year 106, you got to be pretty worried about the following year, right? Oh, Even yeah. if you're not a paranormal believer, in the back of your mind, you're like, should I take a year out? Should I go traveling just for next year? Yeah, yeah. Maybe just avoid all doubt, you know? Yeah, because we've already established that she's not even confined to the cabin. Well, that's true. So even if you moved, you went to the big city, she's still there. She's going to creep up on you. She's going to be 
slapping you about Wall Street, even if you make it as a big league banker. Uh, now, I will say for the record that there are more reported appearances uh, by the witch in the 1900s and possibly even to the present day. Wow. But the main story about the Bell Witch is this one that I just told you today. It's about John, his family, and the haunting that took place in Tennessee. There's even more encounters that took place around this time, the original sightings, that I haven't mentioned. Apparently, the creature could transform into animals. It harassed a lot of people in the town, not just the bells. Interesting. People saw it transform. Uh, people had it screaming in their houses. Uh, it was causing all kinds of mischief. So it's always nice in a case like this, where at least we have a large group of people experiencing the same thing. You know, it, it's always a little difficult when we're investigating a case from the 1800s, because not a lot of photographs from those days, not a lot of snapchats or tiktoks or bite videos sure so there's not a lot to go by not that any of those have been helpful in the last couple of years either yeah we really need to start investigating paranormal creatures on on new formats maybe we're out of the loop yeah that's quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you are somebody who loves all things spooky, then Real Life Ghost Stories podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma. I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories podcast. And every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday, I release a mini episode, which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners. And every Sunday, we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life Ghost Stories wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. True. So that pretty much wraps up our case today. What are your thoughts, Kit? This is an extremely colorful story. This is a great story. Thank you for investigating, Rory. You're welcome. Um, oh, thank you too. I will give him another shout out right here. Thank you to Josh. No, no, no. Listen, he got oh. one. He got one. Sorry. That's quite enough. 
And actually, good, just, we'll just take. I'm gonna. We're gonna delete that first name because I don't even want people to know what his first name just is. Just gonna beep it. Yeah. That's. It just seems rude. Cause well, it's just you know he. I was actually pushed for ideas, and this one popped up, and I was like, "This is actually a really good suggestion." Right, and I know you had a little back and forth with him afterwards as well, just to get a few more details. But um, yeah, yeah, still only one shout out. You only get one shout out, okay? All right. Sorry, and you see Josh. If he's a patron. I'm actually gonna take away his Patreon shout out because you know he's already got a shot here. So that seems really. It just seems like that's a weird thing to do to someone who he says, um, "Hello, my name is Josh." No, Lynch. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Easy, said, sorry, easy. He, that's what he says in the email. That's how he introduces I mean, it. Well, I don't want you he already said, read out the email. He said, once. "I've been a big fan for nearly two years." Okay, we we knew that already. Yeah, two great. years though. I mean, two that's years. that's pretty. Yeah, well, it's not that much because we've been good. going for longer than that. So we've actually almost been going for three years. So actually, he said, "I really love the podcast, but my favorite episodes are the ones where Kit investigates them." He. F- what show me that email right now yeah show me that email right now he said i love the kit episodes and i you, yeah actually you know what you know what f- f- you josh if you love the kit episodes so much i'm gonna take his shout out out of the intro yeah now you got nothing you got two enemies josh you know uh, l- listen josh and i god damn it i hate saying your name on the podcast because you already got a shout out yeah no more we're not gonna say jo- we're not gonna say josh lynch one more time if i hear the words josh lynch dude one more time in don't. the podcast if someone in the the you, facebook you group said says like josh times. lynch you've said it four times if someone said i just can't sorry he's just occupied he's occupying a lot he's living rent free in my head i'll he tell is. you that much he is he's the f- bell witch of my brain except instead of poison he's leaving us fully researched episodes <laughs> this is a very colorful episode it um, is investigation on the one hand this is very very intriguing that multiple people in the area also experienced the witch pretty amazing that everyone at the funeral experienced the bell witch all the visitors maybe even a former u.s goddamn president although that is historically highly debated, debated. highly okay <laughs> so let's take that with a grain of salt yeah at the same time this bears striking similarity to two other investigations we've covered to date corny the irish ghost and Jeff the Mongoose. Two other double nose. Right. Two other <laughs> terrible precedents to set for a paranormal right. investigation. You don't want your case compared to those two. I seem to remember I seem to remember both ended up being people hiding in the house yelling shit. Yeah, which is a little it's a little harder to explain maybe in this situation because so many people are hearing the voices. Yeah. It appears over a huge timeline especially if it comes back in the 1900s but but as we said aside from like pulling pillows and maybe some blankets it doesn't really do a lot that is that is a fair defense though because i whilst i compare it to jeff the mongoose i mean i think with jeff the mongoose they couldn't like really get it to perform for anyone else right um whereas this is they can't get this thing to shut up right they're they're trying to get it to calm the hell down and it's screaming out hymns and bible passages so what I would love to know is if you found any more kind of rational, non-paranormal scientific explanations for what could be happening. Uh, look, this case is as well documented as a case like this can be. We've got multiple testimonies. We've got books written on it. There's even uh, artistic representations of a lot of these scenes. Yeah. Paintings and pictures of all these events. The hauntings, Andrew Jackson visiting the farm the uh you know the poisoning of john bell all of this has been depicted by artists and storytellers throughout the hundreds of years but you know what else 
has been uh, told in stories, fairy tales. I, I mean, considering I asked you about the scientific evidence, this isn't going well. Look, the two varying opinions are that this happened or it didn't. Okay? There's not that much Simple more. Simple as <laughs> that. There's not that much more to it. There is no, there's no middle ground. Yeah. There's no like, some people think it was a witch. Some people think it was a spirit. Yeah. Some people think it was, I don't know, a prank. Mm. It either happened and it was a witch Right. Or it never happened at all. There is okay. no in between here. There's no like it 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 could have been this or that. <laughs> it either happened or it was completely made up by every person that witnessed it. Well, that's perfect for uh, a podcast like this where at the end of every week we have to come down to a yes or a no, did it happen or not? Exactly. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to come down right now. Kit, I'm turning the spotlight right down on you what do you think listen i love this story because it pulls together so many different aspects of a paranormal tale that we love and it's so convincing the sheer number of people that got slapped in the face by this witch Mm. i mean just getting one slap in a paranormal investigation is pretty up there oh yeah i think in the enfield haunting there was one slap in a goddamn two-part series (laughs) so to have a ghost literally assassinate the protagonist of our adventure <laughs> is pretty spicy. That's pretty physical evidence. To assassinate and then gate crash their funeral, I just have to clap that one out. I have yeah. to applaud it. The audacity. Uh, at the same time, there were alarm bells in my head for a number of points in this story. Sure. Um, one being the incongruous inclusion of former U.S. President Andrew Jackson into the investigation, um, which, as you said, seems to be without historical basis, which doesn't bode well for the rest of our story because it almost seems like using a former U.S. President as an investigator in a paranormal case is almost supposed to make it seem more legit than it actually is. Yeah, yeah, you wonder if it's kind of like one of those stories that just, I don't know, kind of like snowballs and picks up momentum and gets bigger and bigger and then it's like it was like oh i heard andrew jackson uh, stop by oh i heard he actually was thinking of moving into town i heard he investigated the bell witch <laughs> you know it just kind of gets to this point where i think that's uh, with a lot of the facts about this story is that they get blown out of proportion and this someone tells it to someone else someone tells it to someone else and it grows and it grows and then all of a sudden you have this this haunting that's taking over an entire town yeah i think that's that's like a propensity of any place that's famous for something and also maybe someone famous lived nearby they always love to connect the dots yeah definitely so all that being said i personally don't feel we have enough to go on here to say this is truly paranormal that it truly happened that this should go down the history books as a solid yes and that's why it's gonna be a no from me it's gonna be a no from you not gonna lie that's a bit of a gut punch kind of a witch slap <laughs> gut punch and a witch slap uh look pretty much every historian and the majority of paranormal investigators all agree that this is folklore <laughs> okay it is it it's just a story it's a story from a town that didn't have a lot going on at the time. And uh, a lot of those <laughs> in this podcast. You I notice, hope you like them. You notice, <laughs> notice that we haven't had a single f-ing episode set in New York City? <laughs> I wonder why. There's too much going on. If a witch showed up 
And they they was like, I'm gonna haunt you. The, the people be like, I don't have any change. I'm sorry. And walk <laughs> I walk right past her. It was like back in the day. The witch is like, I have come from an an ancient burial. Is that Miles Davis? Oh my God, he's playing here tonight. Wow, I gotta get tickets. Oh boy, there's a queue. She gets drawn in. He gets drawn in. And the second she tries to haunt a New York businessman, he drop kicks her in front of an approaching subway train. <laughs> they are built to live in that city, all right? And right. a witch isn't gonna isn't gonna best. Them. How do you think the rats get so big in New York City? <laughs> By eating cryptids eating <laughs> souls all day long uh it's gonna be a no for me as well a that's no. a double no double no but thank you to the redacted commune member yeah who suggested this all right you know what thanks for sending that in but don't you dare send in a- a- any other stories ever again never never again josh lynch but if you have your own case that you'd like us to investigate and uh you haven't received a shout out yet because you only get one. So either if you want us to investigate, either use a, a fake name, an alias. Actually, don't tell them to do that because that's pretty that. smart. So we'll end Actually, up giving. Oh, shit. Maybe Josh Lynch is an alias. Josh, if that is a f-ing alias, I swear to God, I swear I'm going to hunt God, you, Josh. Granted, if it is an alias, I'm never going to find you, but I'm going to try. <laughs> that's a good point. If you do have your own suggestion and you're not Josh Lynch, please email it into thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us this week on this episode of This Paranormal Life. Guys, we don't run ads on this podcast, all right? The only way that we can do this thing and keep it going is a little site called patreon.com. And that is where, from as little as two bucks a month, you can get shoutouts on the podcast, bonus episodes. That's right, every month we investigate a beast just for the bonus crowd. And if you get involved, we have... 26 27 i think bonus episodes something like that ready for you to binge right now so definitely check it out it's like a netflix original it's like all the all the episodes are right there ready for you to just sit down and just binge all weekend granted it's not you can't you can't really do it in front of the tv because it's not a visual medium so you're probably not going to have your friend run and like podcast and chill or whatever and actually it's not really got like the stellar cast that a netflix original would have of course sure. yeah it's us or indeed the kind of all-star kind of writing it doesn't have any it actually scenes. doesn't have any guests right it doesn't have any it's actually just us but um in we, the sense that all the episodes yeah. are there it's exactly like a netflix original we kind of also like we know it's not gonna go to everyone right so we we don't even we don't give it like a hundred percent it's kind of like 60 on a good day if we're being really honest yeah it's like it, it's, it's like it can be low energy it's the it stuff be, that didn't make the be. cut yeah yeah so, so we, <laughs> we whenever we say brand like brand new uh, never heard before investigations yeah. it's really just a bunch of jokes that didn't land from the 150 main episodes and a lot of the stuff that um that you you can't say on a podcast really right. controversial shit yeah 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 um that we have to put behind a paywall so people don't actually listen to it it's like whenever we release an episode um and then i get a text from my mum. It says like, oh my God, you cannot say that in public. Yeah. I'll just like, I'll take a time code. I'll take that bit. Cut it out. And put it on the bonus. Put feed. it on the bonus episode. That's why pretty much every bonus episode starts with us saying, fuck poor people. That is because the name it's... of the pack cast. <laughs> of course. Because you can't, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't even really fit in the world of the paranormal. It's just a mean just thought opinion. that we sometimes have that we have to just kind of bury away in the shadows. And by sometimes, I mean all the time. Yeah kind of deeply held 
And also, speaking of Netflix, I do want to make it clear that the TV rights for This Paranormal Life, the show, are very much up for grabs, folks. Uh, so, and we're, we're bursting in the seams with ideas. You know, if, if you want us to fly uh, all over the world to interview people who don't believe in the paranormal and then to fight them at the end of the episode. Yeah, I like that. That's, a, that's one idea doesn't have to be that one. Like, maybe we dress up as a ghost. First episode, Connor McGregor. <laughs> oh, no! Connor doesn't believe in the paranormal? He, he just kills both of us on the first episode. That's it. There was just a pilot. <laughs> I mean, I would watch that so fast if the first part of the show is like, so why don't you believe in the paranormal, you piece of shit? <laughs> and then just hard cuts to, like, us in a ring... I'm dressed up as a ghost. You're dressed up as Sasquatch on the ropes. And I'm just getting choked out by Conor McGregor, who's just pummeling me to bits. I'm tagging you in, but you don't want to go. No, I don't. Uh, I'm just imagining it like jackass style. You're like, hey, I'm Rory. Welcome to this paranormal life. You've got like a full hockey mask, hockey like gear outfit for protection. It ain't protecting you. It's not happening. Uh, just one of our many ideas so get in touch and if you do support us on patreon what we'd like to do is give you a shout out at the end of our episodes so thank you to logan nakin you've heard of hulk hogan but you've never heard of hulk logan nope that's right he is another wrestler who does not believe in the paranormal so episode one (sighs) we gonna go beat the shit out of him I'm thinking I'm going to dress up as Nessie. You dress up as Springheel Jack. I feel like the costumes are impeding our ability to fight back. Yeah, because he's just in a leotard. Yeah. He's just in wrestling gear. Looking at this photo, he's got knuckle dusters, brass knuckles. We didn't tell him he couldn't have them, so it was a bit of a loophole. Oh, damn. I can't even run. I've got a Nessie tail. He could just grab that and spin me around like Nintendo 64 Bowser. Thanks also to Jesse Samaniego. You know what they say when things get messy? You call Jesse. Oh, is he like a cleaning cleaning company? Cleaning man? You know, but in a kind of like John Wick style. Like you got a problem. Oh, like a crime scene. Well, let's not say the C word out loud, but he can fix a lot of problems. You know? Okay. But right down to the, it's like no job too small or too big because if you've just like, I don't know, failed your GCSEs, call Jesse. Oh, okay. He'll sort you out. He'll get you a couple off the back of a truck. But also murder? Right. Yeah. Can do. He kind of works outside the law all that way. <laughs> okay. Thanks also to Chris Drew. He didn't actually send us any money on Patreon, but uh, Chris drew a really nice picture of a flower. Wow. And, and to, to us, that's currency. That's the currency of love. It is. It is. It was really beautiful and touching. And um, I actually, I keep it, has pride of place in my bedroom. It's a real beautiful piece. But no one else try that because we will need cash. That we was also, a one-off thing. That was a one, yeah. No, we don't actually want any more drawing. Even no. from you, Chris. Yeah, even from Money you, next it time. wasn't actually that good. So it was quite touching, but, you know, it was actually a little amateur for a guy of your age. Some so. of the colors went outside the lines. And I think you're, like, in your 20s. So that shouldn't really be happening, be buddy. Happening. Thanks also to Christian Williams Gordon. They call him the dragon. Because he's always Christian Williams Horden. All his valuables. Oh, that makes sense. He gathers them all up like a pile. And just like a dragon, he just sleeps on it. Guarding it. Wow. But he doesn't have, like, a lot of money. So it's kind of just like, you know, a rare Pokemon card. Oh, yeah, sure. An original Dragoon Beyblade. 
Mm. It's kind of spiky. It's not that nice to, to actually lie on. Yeah. Pretty it's uncomfortable. Kind of, it's kind of cool stuff if you're like 12, I suppose. Um, yeah. But if you're a grown man, I feel like you should probably not like sleep all day lying on a baby lid. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, he's had to go to the chiropractor like three times a week now because that dragoon is just digging into his spine. He's barely sleeping a wink. He's got insomnia. He needs to find a valuable bed. And that Pokemon card is not in condition anymore. <laughs> it's crumpled to all hell. Thanks also to Stacy Watson. You know, like Sherlock Holmes and stuff. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes and stuff. Well, the 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 stuff, I guess. The Watson, Watson, Sherlock's sidekick. Sure. Yeah. Accomplice. Doctor Watson. Doctor Watson. That's Stacy. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. I never heard his first name. Uh, his it. or her okay Sorry, yeah. listen we don't know what are you assuming you're assuming, you're assuming it's a guy well, you're thinking Sherlock Holmes uh, accomplice I think I, I just think in the movies and the books and the TV shows right it's a, what it's, it's, it's been a guy you but if you're saying it's, it's been a guy yeah 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 okay like, well rewriting history aren't you because uh, <laughs> first I off think... I'm not doing I'm not doing anything I'm telling you that that's what it's been because actually if you I'm just gonna google this here who was Dr. What's... Oh, none of them are real. No. Oh. Wow. So, I don't even know how this is working, but Dr. Watson herself has uh, pledged on Patreon, so... <laughs> You're like, I'm starting to think that wasn't the real Dr. Watson that requested £1,000 to help hunt... <laughs> The killers of London. We are down cash. <laughs> Stacy, you crook. I'm starting to think you're not a real doctor. Thanks also to Haley Mathers. Haley, at the end of the day, you're all that matters. You're all that matters to me. You're all that matters to Kit. And you're all that matters to this podcast. However, you cannot give us pictures of flowers Don't. instead Just of money. Granted, it's a it's a masterpiece. It's better than the last one. And yeah. I've, I've been able to sell them for a pretty penny because actually I'm, I've become an art dealer. On you the made side. like 100 G off well, that don't one. Don't say it out loud. Sorry. I don't want people to know the income. But <laughs> right. Listen, there's a lot of overheads, guys. I didn't make 100 Gs flat. The frame was pretty expensive. Frame was expensive. We got that from a charity Blah, blah, blah. Tax, whatever. Sure. We still need cash. We always need cash. Listen, no matter how many Gs I'm making off these sweet flowered paintings. You know what Haley keeps saying? If they're as good as that, yeah. Thanks also to Celine Van Koningsbroek. Well, if it isn't Serene Celine, just Ooh. about the, the, the calmest, the, just the, the most calm, like calm down to earth person ever. Just so, just so unbelievably chill, you know. I'm, I'm getting I'm, chill I'm, just thinking unless about Unless you it. piss her off, though. That wouldn't oh. piss her off. Because if you, yeah, if you know, if you do, it gets ugly. It really does. She becomes mean Celine. She's actually been to prison. Yeah. It's Bit of Jekyll and Hyde, such Jekyll and Hyde situation going on. It's, it's really, it's not even funny. It's kind of, this stuff's going like this. Don't even take a lot to to piss her off either you no. know no 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 uh, yeah I, serene is actually it's <laughs> a bit of a misnaming on that on yeah that she part. hasn't been that way for years no no the red mist set in uh and it hasn't it hasn't cleared in about a decade now yeah i see in her photo here she's carrying a bat she put down the bat serene you don't need a bat thanks also to andy gallagher gallagher i barely know her 
<laughs> Seriously though, Andy, you have to stop sending us paintings. Of course. Yours are bad. Yeah. Yours, and we'll say it. We'll, we'll be brutally honest with you. Someone has to say it. I can barely get five Gs <laughs> for one of your postcard size, size paintings. That's just not good enough, Andy. Someone mis- mistook it for a Banksy. But you scribbled Andy at the bottom corner, and it, the value dropped exponentially. So if you could just just don't even sign it if you're gonna send it. Yeah. So actually, I think with most people we keep sending we keep saying stop sending them, but actually we just want them to change small things and then keep sending. And keep because we're making because more money off the paintings. Quite quite valuable. We're actually gonna be having an exhibition in the paranormal commune next week with the uh, the best artwork. So please do send it in. Un- signed in a primary school <laughs> scroll you just write rory on the on bottom every right single one <laughs> thanks also to james gibson james gibson gives none shits oh yeah about anything not about it he'll just wake up first thing in the morning all right for for, for breakfast cereal and water all right oh Right, leaving the house just kicks down his door just leaving the place just unlocked doesn't give a shit finds calls the police they come why they, they come they come they, they, he tells them there's been a terrible fuck. <laughs> so, this is so mean they, they, this is <laughs> James they come running to help him he uh, headbutts the poor police officer, <laughs> takes his hat and pisses in it. James! And then pours it over the guy's uh, conked out face on the ground. This isn't you? In, in in GTA land, he'd have four stars by now. Borderline five. If he didn't keep getting those sweet paint jobs. He just walks back inside, changes his outfit, and uh-oh, no one recognizes him. Damn it. But uh, yeah, pretty renegade kind of guy. And thank you lastly, but not leastly, to Max de Wingard. He does everything to the max. Lives to the max. Oh, yeah. Eats to the max. Yeah. And one day he'll die to the max. Oh, what? <laughs> As he's going to die harder than anyone's ever died before. Okay, cool, I guess. It's not even like he's just going to be old one day. One day he's going to be the oldest person alive and he'll right. die as loudly and as dramatically as possible. And everyone's going to be like, that's goddamn Max. That's how Max dies. You you know, uh, get heart failure at age 70? No. He's going to fist fight a black bear at age 145. And he's going to win that, live to 200, gorge, and fight a different bear. Fight that bear's grandson. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. As always, we will be back again next week with a brand new episode. And until then, folks, always remember to live fast, investigate, and die young, baby! If you are somebody who loves all things spooky, then Real Life Ghost Stories podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma. I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories podcast. And every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday, I release a mini episode which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners. And every Sunday, we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life Ghost Stories wherever you get your podcasts.